Today is October 24th, and the world is talking about religious extremism. It's not what you think. Is persecution of the church coming to America? You're listening to What in the World? A look at current events through the lens of biblical truth with Amy Travis. What do you think of when you hear the expression religious extremism? For millions of Americans, this term conjures up images of media outlets of Islamic terrorists, attacks, and the kidnapping of Israeli women and children on the Jewish day of Sukkot. But our Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, defines it differently. Do you know who are the new religious extremists? You are. Yes, chances are high that if you're reading this blog and listening to this, you, and certainly me, fit the FBI's definition. A terrifying new report has exposed that the FBI created a new category of extremists labeled agave, A-G-A-A-V-E, for anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism. In other words, if you impose the indoctrination of your children by LGBT activists, government funding of Planned Parenthood, medical tyranny under the guise of vaccine mandates, or Biden's open border policy, you are now classified as a violent extremist. Even simply being Catholic is considered radical by our weaponized government agencies. This new category will allow the FBI to allocate untold resources to investigate these extremists just in time for the 2024 presidential election. Who didn't see that coming? One such quote-unquote extremist is Tony Newman, head of Operation Rescue. He is being forced to pay $18 million in fines for releasing videos exposing Planned Parenthood's horrific practice of harvesting and selling the organs of aborted babies on the black market. Yes, you heard that correctly. His crime is exposing the true crime. It's not just the FBI pursuing this new extremist either. Jay Sekulow, founder of American Center for Law and Justice, the ACLJ, uncovered an elaborate and sophisticated scheme by the Internal Revenue Service to target faith-based organizations. This new revelation came when the group Christians Engaged was refused tax-exempt status. Dinesh D'Souza has captured this shocking new phenomenon of how our rogue government agencies are targeting conservatives in his documentary, Police State. This is premiering at the end of October. We shouldn't be surprised by the persecution of conservative Christians, i.e. believers who hold to a true biblical worldview in America. Those who have been paying attention over the past three years saw this coming. But I want to pose another question. Was Jesus an extremist? Because of our great freedoms and prosperity in this country, we as Americans have been immune to religious persecution. Until now, that is. We forget that Christians all around the world are suffering horrific persecution. Tragically, it appears to be escalating. Pakistan, for example, recently witnessed an escalation of attacks by Muslim mobs on 25 Christian churches and many of their parishioners' homes in Jarawala, Pakistan, as reported by a friend in the area. This prosperity in America, as mentioned above, has led many in the church to view Jesus as a beta male. As we've discussed previously, 
the new love gospel is predicated on the idea that Jesus was always nice, and therefore we should be too. But if Jesus really was the tolerant, passive, mild-mannered gentleman many would like to believe he was, would his own people have killed him? If he loved everyone all the time and without judgment, why did they hunt him down like an animal? Jesus was not always nice, as some have presumed. He was a religious extremist, according to the establishment of his time. He trained and commissioned his early followers to be activists, not choir directors. The Son of God didn't come to earth to lead a worship service. He came to lead his disciples into battle. So, since the Son of God was persecuted as an extremist, we shouldn't be surprised this is happening, even in our beloved America. So why isn't every church in the country talking about this? The truth is that not every individual claiming to be a Christian will experience discrimination because not every Christian is radical. Research by the Barna Group over the past two decades concluded that only 9% of those identifying as Christians hold a biblical worldview, even among those who are devoutly religious. For the purpose of the research, the group defined a biblical worldview as having a belief in absolute moral truth. The core finding of the study, that a biblical worldview has a radical effect on an individual's life. People's views on morally accepted behavior are deeply impacted by their worldview. Upon comparing the perspectives of those who have a biblical worldview with those who do not, the former group were 31 times less likely to accept cohabitation, 15 times less likely to condone gay sex, and 11 times less likely to describe adultery as morally acceptable. Similarly, a very small number of those holding a biblical worldview endorsed abortion, compared to 46% of adults who lack a biblical worldview, regardless of their religious affiliation. And yet, only 9% of those sitting in our churches hold these views. Could this be explained by the fact that Barna also concluded that only 37% of pastors hold to a biblical worldview? In other words, only one in three pastors condemn behavior that the Bible clearly defines as immoral. Think about that for a minute. Christianity used to be inexplicably tied to conservatism, the belief that marriage is between one man and one woman, abortion is murder, there are only two genders, and that God is king, not the government. But this is no longer true. The industrialization of the church in America has created the normalization of a Christian subculture that is divorced in many ways from the traditional values that the Bible embraces. In the last days, this connection between church and state will only accelerate not decline. We know from the book of Revelation that the Antichrist will establish a one-world government and religion. Consider Daniel's prophecy about the coming man of lawlessness. He will speak against the Most High and oppress his holy people and try to change the set times and the laws. Daniel 7.25 Yes, the Antichrist will change the laws to persecute believers. When religious persecution comes to America and it's already started, one will not be targeted because of their denominational membership, but because of their political affiliation. This is precisely what we see with the FBI's profiling of quote-unquote MAGA Republicans and the IRS's profiling of conservative organizations. 
as every persecuted Christian in China, Pakistan, Sudan, Libya, and India understand, it is their own government that is the primary aggressor against them. So when our government comes after you and me for taking a stand that the establishment views as radical, let's not forget that Jesus was arrested, detained, and executed as a political prisoner, not a criminal one. And we shouldn't think that it won't happen here in America. Thanks so much for listening today, and remember to pursue the truth regardless of the cost.